You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. Thursday with the motivator Jazzy G. Motivator Jazzy G. Morning coffee with the motivator Jazzy G. Featuring Cheryl Star. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of Morning Coffee with yours truly, the motivator Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24 7, the station where heart. On iHeart. And today, beloved, is Thrilling Thursday. That's right, it's Thrilling Thursday. We're going to get up, get out, do what we got to do, and get our thrill on. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and the person by my side to make everything happen that's always get us thrill on. All right? Somewhere on Blueberry <laughs> Hill is <laughs> the one, the only, the incomparable Cheryl. It's Cheryl Star. Star. What up, Star? Good morning, Jazzy G. Twinkle, twinkle, soul motivators. Let's get it started. No thrills, save bills. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again. I like that. Matter of fact, no frills. You know how you used to go to the store back in the days? You know, because we had a lot of no frills. That means no name brand, you know, instead of getting the Heinz ketchup. We get the behind ketchup. Yeah. Pathmark. I remember the whole aisle was white. (laughs) Exactly. So the no frills save you some bills. Come on, folks. It was so so white in that aisle, you had to put shades on to make sure you do that. Oh, wow. I remember the no no frills days. Yes, yes. I, I remember a story, you know, I was, we went to the, we used to go to the AMP a lot. Yeah. AMP was like the small version of Pathmark. And my dad got into a fight there with one of the security guards because he, you know, my father was a gentleman. He was helping the young lady pack the bags, you know, and the guy, the security guard come over there. I'll see you put that stuff in the bag. He was like, what are you talking about? Because my father's there with his four kids and his wife. Who's going to be stealing? <laughs> so, and the, and the, the carry guy was a black guy. And this guy, th- you know, he was taking his job too serious. So of he course. was a tough guy. Because, you know, my dad was actually a slim guy. My dad wasn't like a big right. teddy bear, nothing like that. But he, right. he was strong, though. And my father told that guy, if you don't get out my face. So the, him and the guy, because the guy said, okay, you know what? Uh, you got to get out the store. My father beat his butt. And I was just watching like, oh, my God, my mother trying to take us home, get us out the store. <laughs> and it was funny because my father used to wear these uh, like like uh, cowboy shoes. Like it was like uh, three quarters. He took his shoes off and kicked that guy. butt. it was it was so funny. But look, we got free food because my father wound up having a case because, you know, the guy uh, assaulted him first because once right. he put his hands on my father to usher him out the store. Uh, then my father beat him up, but he won. My father won the little lawsuit that he had. We got, I think, back then it was like a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred worth of food, which was a lot. And That's this was this was like I That's don't even know if it was the eighties. It might have been the right. late seventies. Oh hey, my god! Dollars. Yo, Jazzy, when I tell you that we was name branded at all because it was no frills. It would that make sense to do that. Right, we exactly. had ice pops. We had cake. 
That's what I'm oh talking about. Oh my God, we went. You know, we went berserk in that store. Like, and my father sent me and my brother Rev. Y'all go, you know, go grocery shopping because he was teaching us how to be responsible. Right. He said, "What the hell?" We came back with a bunch of goodies. <laughs> we had, we had a couple of Bet couple of steaks. Did. A couple of steaks or two, some burgers, but all of the cereals that we like, peanut butter, and jelly. My cereal, father right. was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's uh, the no frills. But yeah, but um, I remember those days. Can't front. I remember the no frills days. I'm gonna tell you all about it, boy. Yo, but let's before get to we, our guy. Before we get started, though, we gotta get homage to the man that make it all happen for us. He's the super producer. Yes, He's yes. definitely all about the thrills on this thrilling Thursday. <laughs> we have to give it up to the one, the only, the man himself, DJ Nelson. Oh my show. What's going on? What up, Nelson? Hey, hey, Nelson. I'm sorry to hold up our introduction of our uh, micro man. Good morning, Nelson Bonastiers. Yes, yes. The DJ yes. that plays the music. Yes, we are, brother. Indeed, no, indeed. Hola, uh, Nelson. Hola. But uh, check this out. I know we got some uh, uh, housekeeping going on, all right? And yeah. uh, this housekeeping, I know, is uh, it, it's kind of touching. So without further ado, let's, let's get into some housekeeping. It's time to get to some housekeeping. So, Star, what you got for housekeeping today? Um, a couple of things really quickly. Um, just to report social media, Beyonce mother, Tina Knowles, uh, filed for a divorce uh, from her husband, Richard Lawson, of eight years. And I was a little, you know, I was a little sad about that news because, you know, I followed there. First of all, I'm a fan of Tina Knowles because I met her at Newark Airport when I was uh, helping the workers there. It's just like... Um, you know, she she was a very pleasant lady. Was telling me about the Darion jeans back then. Yeah, they happen for full figure women. She was like down to earth, and her security did not want her to stop and talk with us. But she ain't paid them no mind. She like I'm paying your salary. You know, they get a little overzealous a little of bit when, when they're real star studded. You know, like somebody's gonna harm them. But yeah, everybody want to be the body Kevin Costner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, um, so you know, I had a good conversation with her. She was very nice with the ladies, and you know, just be, be, seemed like a pleasant older woman. And I was like, wow, she looks so much. Her skin, she was a very beautiful older lady. And I, you know, as we get older. I admire women that really look good because on television, she didn't look as appealing with her skin because I know she wears makeup and everything. But right. in person, it was like, it was a big, big difference. I was like, wow, television doesn't do her no justice because right. she looked yeah. much better in person. Yeah, so, you some know, people I, like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, or either sometimes it's the opposite. They look better on TV than when you meet them in person. In person, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like who looks little in person is Tay Diggs. When, when we saw Stella got her groove back, everybody was <laughs> like, ooh, we going to Jamaica. Saw Tay Diggs one day downtown in uh, Fifth Avenue. That yeah. little guy, I said, oh, Tay Diggs is too small. Get out of here. <laughs> what Angela Bassett doing yeah, that like, though? I always think he's like 5'10 <laughs> like or something like that. Yeah, he's short. He's short. Yeah, he you know, to be a guy and everything. Yeah, but you know, television and movie at pounds to you anyway. You know that, yeah, Jazzy, because you exactly. was in that world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I recently did a did a extra in my brother's movie, and boy, do I look like a balloon. <laughs> 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 I was like, what the hell? Y'all gonna have to scale that down a little bit. They was like, well, you know, 
the, the, the screen adds like 10, yeah, 10 pounds. pounds so yeah, I know. So, yeah. you know, that's why I've been working it out on Wednesday because I ain't yeah. getting another roll until I come down. Yeah, so happy <laughs> but, to take pictures and, and, and you see yourself. That's what makes Yeah, they, they show you one of the how you my, look. My, 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 uh, my wellness, you know what I'm saying? I was right. like, I saw myself, you know, at 330 pounds. I'm like, nah, this is you know what I'm saying? Right, and right. Even though I'm not a short person, I mean, I'm, I'm six feet tall, but still, that's just too much weight for even right. my height. And it was like, yo, nah, I have to take this off. So. And the funny thing is, I had came down so much because, you know, when I when I was <clears throat> when I was sick, but then when I started going through menopause, uh, I gained a lot of menopause weight. And they said that, you know, your menopause weight goes up and down. So that's uh-huh. why I got to really, really do extra to work out and keep, you know, eat the right things because boy, oh boy, that menopause put some pounds on you. <laughs> I was like, what? Bad enough, I'm burning up. I got to gain weight. <laughs> My wife used to weigh herself every day. I keep Oh, wow. Dad was obsessed with weighing herself. Wow. Weighed herself every day. And she used to say, because, you know, it goes up and down. And this yeah, and it does. Like, like one minute, I is, like, I'll lose 20 pounds. It's like, yes. I be dancing and acting cute. You know what I mean? And you know, you sometimes women, Jazzy G, like sometimes we know, you know, we feel good. Like if I put on an outfit that I say I had an outfit last year and like, oh, you know what I'm going to wear this to this party, break out the outfit and it don't fit you. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> and you plan to wear that outfit. Like, dang, I should have tried. Now you got to go buy an outfit or either the vice versa. You know, you might put on yeah. something and it fits. And you're like, oh, shoot. Oh, I understood. I understood once a week. I just didn't understand once a day. <laughs> I just didn't understand that. Well, it was an obsession with her, and I just after wow. I left her alone. I just let her be. You gonna weigh yourself every morning. Weigh yourself every morning. That's, just, that's you, baby. Okay, I ain't wearing my. I ain't, I ain't getting Even involved in on, that. Yeah, when I was on the weight loss regiment and everything, and I was, you know, I was like, nah, I'm not wearing myself every every day. I'm gonna weigh myself once a week. You know, what I'm saying right. that's how I'm gonna do it, and just keep track that way. But I'm not, I'm not getting on that scale every day. That's just to me, that was just ridiculous. But that was her thing. I still have that scale. I, yeah, I won't well, get rid of it. I still yeah. got the scale, so I'm like, yo. But I, I haven't gotten on it in a while. Um, I think I haven't weighed myself all summer. You know what I'm saying? But oh yeah, I weighed my Nelson got me coming down. Yeah, I was, I was, I was wearing myself every Sunday. Um, uh-huh. when I was on my weight loss journey and everything like that, um, before I even got sick, I was it was every Sunday because I, I had to you know count calories on all the different things and fasting and that 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 you know what I'm saying. So I was every Sunday that then you put it in and everything like that. And then your coach gets the information too, and then right. go over stuff what needs to be done, what's that that that. So that 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 worked for me, but. I'm, I'm, I'm. That everyday thing just wasn't happening. I was like, Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna do the once a week thing. And again, I haven't even done that. And she used to weigh herself so much. I didn't even want to. I felt she was weighing herself for all of us. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was like, Yo, you weigh. She's like, Did you weigh yourself? And then, 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 yeah, man, you, you, you get ahead with that. You weigh yourself enough for all of us. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? That everyday thing. Just it was, and she was obsessed. And I told yeah. her she, she was obsessed, and I, I was telling her that she she made all this in the world why she was doing it and in my mind I was going that sounds logical to you because you made it up 
but it's not logical. It just but, sounds but, logical because you made it up. And that's what happens with us. We make stuff up in our head. It's the story we tell ourselves. We feed ourselves with that, yeah. We tell ourselves the story. And I was like, yo, I just let her be because, you know, I, you know, it, it, ain't, it ain't always cool to coach, you know, people that's close to you. So I was like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm not coaching my wife, you know what I'm saying? So I just let her be. You know what I'm saying? If that makes her happy, when every day. I, I let her be You know what I'm saying Hey You go girl You know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm just not doing that You know what I'm saying But That's so good I, But uh Yeah but But um Beyonce moms man This is like This is divorce number two with her Right 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 I mean so, I, it, it was It was like they, Like uh Entertainment tonight They were saying That uh It, it was a surprise To the husband so yeah. that's kind of weird Like usually when couples Know uh, things are not going well They kind of You know They, they yeah. kind of understand when it comes Even though you know Whoever files first or whatever Usually those are discussions That are had But in today's tonight right. that, uh, It appeared that uh, He may not have known That she went to um, A think, lawyer LA court or something like that yeah. Made the wow. ruling that's- so that's cool. Maybe she did stuff to protect some money or something like that. So you know, we'll I look more into know. it. I don't know because when you but, get when you get into those kind of money brackets, right, right, stuff, right. It's then, like you know, it becomes it, it gets sad after a while. You know, yeah. you know, because you know, of course, she probably is worth more than him because of the uh, you know she did a lot of Beyonce's. Clothing. Well, yeah, probably because yeah, I guess because I mean we know her because she Beyonce's mama. Mom, we know right. him because you know if you watch soap operas, you know him. Right, right, yeah. You know know what what that's, so, that's why I was sad, yeah. Jazzy G. I had a little crush on him. Yeah, he was a nice-looking brother. Sisters had all yeah. sisters. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. At like, one time, he was he was the Billy D. Uh, yes, uh, he uh, was. Uh, you know what I'm saying. So yes, he was. He was and like I know it. Like it was Billy D. Then him. Oh yeah. And I think like each, you know, saying so he got a little older. No, then you had Aegis Elba come along and you know Oh right, right, right. And it was like Stringer Bell, you know what I'm saying? Once he came well, Stringer Bell came on the scene. Yeah, them ladies was going with it. It was a rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so, you know, you know, uh, stranger things have happened, you know, some people, you know, it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But anyway, I wanna move on to uh, you know, a tragic incident that happened with Gilly the Kid, uh, you mm-hmm. know, podcast the guy who does a million dollar worth of game his son was shot and killed last week Mm. and uh, you know they just recently had the service for him so first let's condolences out to gully kid and his family family. his son his oldest son he was 25 years old and um he was caught in well it was a three-person shooting his name was Devin Spady, but he was known as Young Cheese. Everybody uh-huh. uh, talked about him. Uh, pretty much a good kid or a popular kid, you know, because his father, but they said he had a good personality, a good heart. Um, so it's, it's sad. Anytime we lose any young, you know, 25-year-old, his life was just starting, you know? Yeah. And, of course, he had aspirations to rap as well, like his right. dad. So, didn't I know. just talk about? Didn't I just talk about that? Was it was it yesterday? The day before yesterday show? Didn't I just talk about that? Didn't I talk about? Yeah, we you did. They shoot up each other. Right, you know right. Revenge. Yesterday, no, no problem. You see, no problem. 
no problem. You get what I'm saying? And Gully they the Kid is actually gangsters and they no problem. What? George and they were saying lives. Right. And he was he, he's Gully the Kid, his dad is a part of Stop the Violence or something yeah. gun laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he does. he's been yeah, working on. And he was he he you know, he talked about they, you know, need to get back to getting involved. He talks about it on his podcast, yeah. He talks right. about it on his podcast and everything, yeah. So right. I, I, I'm always checking out their podcast. Right, they have some interesting yeah. topics and stuff, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. But I, I'm, you know, what I'm saying because we are here on the morning coffee. You know, we show love to everybody. Yes, you know, we man? do. Yes, we, we don't. We all don't, about we love don't look here. at it as yeah. We, we do our things, you know, say the radio show and podcast. You know, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, and, and Block Talk Radio on Spreaker and all that. We, you know, say this show comes on all those different uh, podcasts when it, when after it is here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24 7. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the rest of them. Just the same. So you can catch the show, whatever show you miss, you can catch it right there on Spotify. Morning Coffee with the Motivated Jazzy G featuring several stars. It's, you know what I'm saying? And, and enjoy yourself. But we don't, we don't hate on nobody. Right. It's all love, love with, with, with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Soon we're gonna we're gonna uh have a television show for the morning coffee too. That's coming soon. Yeah. You know so we look at you know, so we're gonna be in that arena. You know what I'm saying? With with a television, with with, with uh Apple TV and Roku. You know what I'm saying? So we're looking forward to that. And that's coming soon. I don't know how soon so motivated, but you know what I'm saying? Stay 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 tuned. Stay tuned, stay you know tuned. But that is coming. So we we always looking to grow this show and, and, and make it happen. And we support other people that's doing their thing, man. I, I love watching a lot of other podcasts and, and shows and, and things like that. Support them one hundred percent because that's what this industry is about. Right. And podcasting for one is the grandchild of radio. Yes, right? yes. It's the grandchild of radio. So right now it's still open market. You know what I'm saying? So again, you know, <laughs> you know say like they, you know, the owner of the radio show, a radio station here on Power Me Up, you know, Raven, the talk show Maven, she talked about when she started her podcast back in I think like in 2006 or 7 or something like that so when she was trying to get guests on her podcast you know she would say you know come on my podcast and then they were, and the first thing they were asked was like what's a podcast now everybody and their mama wants to, you know what I'm saying trying to have a podcast and I know so many people that actually is, is they want to start a podcast and just don't know how you know what I'm saying? So okay. I think I think what we're gonna do in the future also start, we're gonna actually hold webinars and seminars on teaching people how they can start their own podcast. Yeah, that's we're about fun. support. Yeah, we're about to support. So I, I can't keep something like that to myself. You know what I'm saying? It's, yes, it's, it's, yes. So we're gonna teach you how to push the button basically and get started. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna put that together just as well. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's it's, it's on you, sir. Yeah. So um, you know, I just I just wanna piggyback back on the community conversation, Jazzy G, because you know, I know that you've you've done a lot in your in your community out in um, Long Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a lot of community work when I was working with the union and, and a lot of people committed and just to bring up Philly again, um, you know, I did a lot of work in their community because I worked out there for eighteen months. Right. And um, you know the the people out there in the communities because I was all over Philly, North Philly, West Philly, South Philly because Philly right. is big. Yeah, it know? is. It and, is. And um, you know, 
and just talking with people about you know what they care about and you know right. they they had a lot of neighborly uh folks in their community because you know some some of it is because you know some of them couldn't afford to move out um but you know when you have people that's been in the community for 20 years 30 years 40 years or either you know the mother moved and the kid lived there you know trying to bring their responsibilities it's it's a neighborly thing but like gully said in his uh in his conversation when he was speaking when his son passed he said you know we have to take back our neighborhoods and we gotta you know do it's not always bad things happen in your neighborhood because last week in my in my neighborhood where i grew up up in St. Nick Projects, we had the celebration of the old, you know, they call it old timers. Old timers day, right? Yeah. Old timers day. And, yeah, you know, old. we ran into people that we didn't see years that we grew up in school, you know, people, some people move away, live in different places and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to see people because when, even though there was violence and stuff going on, the neighborhood overruled that. So right. when you have a collectiveness of neighborly people, uh, people that's involved in the community, it's less crime because the drug dealers or even gang members, they, they they don't come as much when they see that everybody knows everybody and, and exactly. you know, and, they move or either, on. They yes, they'll, they'll move on because they don't want that attention. Yeah. And also, some of them are just hard ass, excuse me, some of them are just hard head kids. You know, right. like, you remember when, you know, say you was being bad, but then you ran into your, your friend's mother. She's like, you know, get your butt upstairs. You know, my you don't mother, you know. I, I tell you, my mother was that mother. My right. Mother Those were the neighborhood behind. moms, right? Because it take a village. Behind. Exactly. And so we need to, you know, Gully mentioned something about, you know, just coming back to, especially if you live there. If you live there, you have a responsibility to uh, keep it good, keep it the way you want to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't just turn your head like, oh, I don't got nothing to do. You know, this ain't my business. Like, you know, people kind of right. just give exactly. up. Now. And that's exactly. when the neighborhoods go downhill. You it, know? it does. It does. Because, you know, my neighbor, you know, where I live in Roosevelt, you know, when we were having the game problem here, you know, the, the one thing that I did, because I was PTA president, I was PTA president already for the kids, all the way from elementary, middle school and high school and everything. But um, I, what the one thing that we did and what was important was that they say, on my block is a small block. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I, my kids were growing up, you know, each house had a father in the house. So there's only six houses on my block, but each mm-hmm. house had a father. Right. And that made all the difference a in big the world. Difference. So what happened is we we were organized and that's the first thing that I did. I was organize the fathers in the community. Right. And, and one of the um uh one of the there was an organization here called Dad and Dad was an acronym, but I can't remember what it stands for, what it what the acronym was for, but the organization was called Dad. And the the brother that ran it and um he actually had a heart attack and passed away actually helping someone. You know what I'm saying? He was helping them with the uh, groceries or something. Other, uh, I think, or, or no, Home Depot. So he was actually helping them load their car in, in mm-hmm. Home Depot. You know what I'm saying? The pocket at Home Depot had a heart attack. But um, the one thing that they, that organization, there was a couple of other organizations, we just actually got together and got together with the principals, got together with the superintendent, and, and we just really became community oriented so it was like everything had to you know what I'm saying it was almost like we was creating our own dictatorship 
here in Roosevelt to make sure things would run right. And, and we really held the politicians to tax. We would let right. you know, you know what I'm saying? You're not getting voted in. You're not right. getting voted. You're not going to get reelected anything if you're not meeting our demands. And that's yeah. how we were. We were just like that. Right. You know? And that's what it takes. And it takes a community effort. It takes, yes. you know what I'm saying? It takes um, collective works and cooperative economics to build a community. It's it's five tiers of building a community. If you work those five tiers of building that community, that's what it is. The problem in most black, we call black communities, are really not black communities. They, they, they are really black occupation. You know what I'm saying? They they actually neighborhoods that turned into hoods. That's why they call it the hood today. They say the hood. The hood. It's a hood because it's, it's black people occupying space. It's not a community. You know I'm saying a community has five tiers to it, and community has more ownership to it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like you, you can you can look places and look it up with to move to, and you can see who owns what. I'm, I'm you know, what I'm saying because there's plenty of black communities in America. You know, what right. I'm saying? and if you see black communities in America, like even in Queens, like you have like places like Laurelton. You know, what I'm saying Laurelton is a is a predominantly black community in Queens, and I think something like eighty seven percent of the residents there own their homes. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and and it's, a, it's, a, it's a very old black community and they they live just so. You know what I'm saying? And they make sure that their community is just that, a community. There's no hood there. They don't play that hood games there. It's, and, and it's generational there also. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing that builds a community when young people want to stay. And they want to build. That's a community also because they they want to do better than what you know what I'm saying their parents did, which is great. Right. Parents getting them a head start because the home is just passed down to them. So there's an asset. There's you know what I'm saying this this there's something that's passed on, and that makes a difference in a community and in a neighborhood. Because we got we got this thing of being proud of being quote unquote ghetto. You know what I'm saying. People have given things to us that's negative, and we accepted it. And I don't know when did that happen, and why did that happen. You know what I'm saying, but we right. gotta get rid of that. You know what I'm saying? Because when, because even when we speak about other groups uh, appropriating our culture, it's usually something that's negative about us. You know what I'm saying? It's never mm-hmm. something that's, for the most part, something that's great about black people. You know what I'm saying? So if they're going to appropriate us, appropriate us in the positive, not in the negative, I can see I can see that. You know what I'm saying? So it that's that's the thing that goes on too. You know what I'm saying? The gun violence thing is 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 because the 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 whole perception of, of me is 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 erased because they don't know their enemy. They think they're their own enemy. We've been told so many times. I heard someone say this to me just the other day. We were talking about something. He said, you know, we are our, our we are our worst enemy. Oh, enemy. We mm-hmm. say that all the time. It's not true. Mm-hmm. That's a fraud. That's something that was put upon it. When we say that, that comes from colonialism. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That comes from colonialism. One, black people around the world one is passive aggressive. All black people are passive aggressive. You know that? Right. All of us right. culturally we're passive aggressive people. Reason why we're mm-hmm. passive aggressive people is because we colonialize. That comes from colonialism. Passive aggressive come from colonialism. We want to be strong 
but we 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 do false things to show our strength. And we really that strong. So we do it. We do something in a passive aggressive way, not in a not in right. a total real alpha way. Is <laughs> is in a passive aggressive way. You know what I'm saying, and we see it all the time. People time. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you a perfect mm-hmm. example of passive aggressiveness, and 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 we tend to accept it. And you have sometimes people don't accept it, but uh, most times we accept it. You remember when Suge Knight, remember the Source Awards, and Suge mm-hmm. Knight got on stage? Right. If you don't want, if you don't want, if you want to be with a label that, you know, right. with the executive now, all in the videos, dancing all around, blah, 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 they come to death yeah. So, you know, so right. that was toward to Puffy, right? To, to right. P. Diddy, right? That was what P. Diddy. Okay. Right. When when Suge Knight got up there and said what he said, he was acting passive right. aggressive. You get what I'm he, saying? Because he could have just said Puffy Dave, right. but right. that or was even the passive. Even, right. right. He didn't have to say it at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to say it at all because what Death Row was showing, they already was displaying themselves. They already was having a show. Yeah, and the they, show and was they dope. Was, Snoop Dogg right. and all of them was dope. And, they, and they was built. They was so bigger was no than bad for him boy to at say the time. What he said. Right. But that's the passive aggressiveness right. in black people, and what and what he is, and it goes way back to to the plantation. The Suge Knights are, are, are something that's been passed on, passed on, and they are what was called bully coons. Right, He's right. the bully coon cat. Remember I said in the Sambo story, Sambo is the real person that traded on his people, not, yeah. not Uncle Tom, but Uncle Tom was passive. Right, right. right. And Sambo was aggressive. You get what I'm saying? So you have the passive aggressive. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So what happens to us, we have that bully coon in us. You're saying that's the sugar knights of the world. They bully coons. Mm-hmm. So then you have those that we look at as the Clarence Thomases, and we call them the Uncle Tom because they are passive. But again, passive aggressive. Just look what he did. Okay, he accepted money that he shouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? From 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 a Republican uh, billionaire that he he knew better than that. He knew he wasn't supposed to accept gifts from anybody. Mm-hmm. Going on trips, doing all these things, all right? Because he lives a passive aggressive life, as black people do. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's part of being colonialized. We almost can't help being passive aggressive because we colonialized. You know the other people that is just as passive aggressive as black people. Is the Indians mm. dot net feather dot net feather? Okay, they are also passive aggressive. Why? Because they were colonialized by, for the by the British. So you meet Indians, they just as passive aggressive as black people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know what I'm but it comes from colonialism. That's that's where it comes from. And and what happens is those who are, are fighting each other like they fighting over turf and fight don't own don't own a building. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. They don't own a building. They right. don't even own the supermarket that they make they grew up in going to every day. They don't even own that. You know what I'm saying? The people that own our supermarkets on the corner don't even look like us. Okay? Yes. Because again, we live that passive aggressive life. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to claim that we own this. We're going to hang out on the corner, that we own the corner. You know what I'm saying? Because the corner, the corner, the, the corner thing with, with men, with black men hanging out on the corner is because black men, for one, men need each other energy 
for one. We need each other's energy. So what happened is that that corner thing that goes way back too. That goes way. Yeah, because I wanted my ex to go. And I don't mean it goes back to the to, to the to the nineteen twenties. I mean it goes back beyond. Uh, enslavement or anything like that It goes way back It goes before, beyond colonialism Because it's an energy thing It's just that it, now it's been taught In a colonial way So now they on the corner do, Looking like they're doing nothing Or doing something that's considered No good Okay, So how are they protecting that So they're protecting their energy With violence Valent toward each other Why? Because when they wake up in the morning They see themselves in the mirror And they don't like what they see How do I kill me? You know how I kill me? By killing him Because he looks just like me That's called That's the passive aggressive that, come, that, that goes to extreme Okay? And that's homicidal suicide That's what it is Alright? But yo Nelson's over here, he's itching for a scratch And uh, so it's about that time So y'all turn up your boom boxes Y'all can Nelson not go in Alright, and we're gonna have a ball today on this thrilling Thursday With the Black Party Mix We're gonna have some fun It's a hot day today on this Thursday And Nelson's gonna make it fun So I don't know how it is on the West Coast But on the East Coast, it's a hot day over here Cause I gotta imagine what's going on in the West Coast Cause I remember back in the day when Deb and I Used to flip houses in California And it'd be December and I got on shorts so peace to y'all but, but but yo Nelson oh, we're back. This Nelson. <laughs> Yo Nelson Are you ready? Oh yeah Let's go You are tuned in to Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7 The station with heart on iHeart Live on the turntable DJ Nelson Damaestro Get ready, get ready, 
blast from the past with DJ Nelson the Maestro. Oh, yeah.
Coffee with y'all through the motivator Jazzy G featuring several stars here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7. Station with heart on iHeart. And my man Nelson the Maestro, yo. DJ Nelson the Maestro. You the man. You put it in. Thank yo, you, nobody you. put in the work that DJ Nelson <laughs> the Maestro you. does, y'all. <laughs> And y'all know he does. Y'all know he does, man. Cause y'all, y'all be hitting me up and be like, yo, man, I'm loving that DJ. Joe, and, and, and mid, midway through the show, I need that to get me going and everything that lifts me up. Oh, that's what I'm so talking good. about. So good, so man. That's why we thank do you, this. You know what I'm saying? Good music. Cause Nelson knows exactly music. what you need. You know what I'm saying? He, he's like Dr. Love. Exactly what you need. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Hey, he know I need to lose some weight, so he come. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Thanks. That's all right, Nelson. You helping me out. I appreciate you. <laughs> it's all Thank good. You. Yo, I know Nelson is, is the slimmest one of all of us. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. took all the weight. He took all his baby fat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what up? Yo, but so motivated. We're going to get into some thoughts of wisdom today on this Twilling Thursday. Because I know several Star got something that's uh, going to really uh, make you think. You know what I'm saying? She's going to make you marinate. <laughs> so without further ado, here's Cheryl Star with today's thoughts of wisdom. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Star. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jazzy G. So motivators, today's thoughts of wisdom. Pay attention to your surroundings as some are around to interrupt your peace. Mm. And what I mean by that, so motivators, is that you can't always be where you want to be, go where you want to go, or let people into your circle because sometimes they're not coming to mean you any good. And you got to recognize that and recognize the company that you keep. So I'm going to say it one more time because. Uh, this this marinated with me from something Gilly the Kid was saying, you know, about uh, you know people coming around uh, for some some reasons that are you know harmful and negative. So pay attention to your surroundings because some are coming around to interrupt your peace. I'm sorry, stole my face. Thank yeah. you, Cheryl Star, with today's thoughts of wisdom. But just to, just to bounce off what you're saying, that uh, uh, the thoughts of wisdom is uh, it's a saying that uh, I, I got it from Steve Harvey. He said, "Everybody that come with you can't go with you." No, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's that's the uh, that's the honest God's truth right there. Everybody that come with you can't go with you. It's just that simple. Yeah. All right. Yes, indeed. But uh, you know, you know, I want to talk about. You know, what I want to talk about star. Yeah. Let's 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 really talk about some things that really can help the community. You know what I'm saying because you know we're going to be having guests on here. We're going to start bringing guests on here to actually help help us to actually help build the community because yeah. I've, I've I've seen people have shows about gun violence and suicide and all kind of things and. And there's no remedy to what they're doing. They just saying, oh, it's a shame, it's a shame, it's a shame. We already know it's a shame. We already know it's a tragedy. Right. What are we gonna do about it? Right. That's the thing. Where's the remedy? Okay. Right. I'm tired of 
tired us with that. Oh, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same. And we're waiting on somebody to do the work. Stop being lazy. Do the work. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. When we're putting things together here in Roosevelt, man, to stop the guy in violence and get programs in here, it wasn't easy. It was bumps in the road. But we had to make it happen. And you know the influx of people that's right. The influx of people that's in this community now. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Hanging out with Miss Willie May, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is the the influx of people that's in Roosevelt now, they're all benefit from the hard work of those who came oh, before exactly. And, yeah. it's, 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 and it's 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 still a lot of us here in this community, you know what I'm saying, that made it happen. But the the people that just came into this community and they can't they moved into a they they moved into a neighborhood that was already community bound. All they had to do was now be part of a community. And that's all it takes cuz you can't move into a community. You can move into a neighborhood. You can't move into a community. You have to build it. That's so, so what I'm seeing now, I'm seeing those who are building their community, even the Latinos, because we got a whole influx of Latinos in here in Roosevelt now, and I see how they're building a Latino community in Roosevelt. But that's how you're supposed to do it. I have no resentment against that. Just that they have to understand that there's a community that's built here. So all you have to do is just add your pieces to it. And that's that's what that's what um cooperative economics is about that's where you know when you're building and, and you have in uh, a, a community uh, a community setting a community base that's what it's all about because the cooperative economics will bring you together and lift you up because now it's your money uh, rotating into the community and so it bounced around a few times it bounced around uh, uh, eight to twelve times and for a community to 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 um, to, to scale up, the, the money has to bounce in that community at least 8 to 12 times for that community to grow. Anything less than that is not going to happen. That's why you see most black communities is it, a hood. It don't matter who your president is. They could be black, they could be white, they could be Republican, they could be Democrat. doesn't matter. Your hood is still going to look like a hood. You know why? Because the money that's made there isn't bouncing around. The money there is not staying in the community. It, right away, when people that live in that community, when they get paid, it leaves the community in, in a matter of six hours. Mm-hmm. And that can't happen. That can't happen. You cannot build on that. Okay? So, it's another thing that, that happens that we know the, the, the uh, you know, as far as uh, structural or as it goes, systemic racism or the systemic isms altogether. Okay, so the systemic isms that start with racism, you know what I'm saying, is, is, is the first sign of your enemy. Once you understand that's your enemy, you're not looking at your brother man as a other man. You're looking at him as your brother and you're gonna treat him just as that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But once you understand those isms is your enemy And those who line up with those isms That's your enemy That's just, that's just the, art God is, the, the, the God honest truth That is your enemy That's your enemy Those who uphold the isms That's your enemy That's all you have, all you have to figure out your enemy is Oh you uphold the isms You're my enemy And I gotta go after you now I have to bring you down 
Not the guy that on the corner he looks at you a certain way. Like I said before, you know, I was that kid. I was that teenage kid. Like, what you looking at? You know what I'm saying? Because I was angry all the time. Angry. You know what I'm saying? Every nickname I had was some kind of mean nickname. You know what I'm saying? I was Groucho. I was Gargamel. I was Hokey Wolf. I was, you know what I'm saying? I was right. all these people. I was, you know what I'm saying? I had all those mean names because I was unhappy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was unhappy. And so, and it was only certain things that made me happy. When I was playing sports, I was happy. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, you know, then when I was playing music, I was happy. But it was it was only a few things that made me happy, cause you know the way I came up, the way I was raised, you know the environment I was in, I wasn't that happy about it. I wanted different. I wanted more. I was that I was that kid that knew there was more to life than what was was offered to me. But at the time, didn't know how to go get it. Right. So I tried a whole lot of things to try to go get it. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? I even had my hands in the things that wasn't righteous or the things that was illegal. Yeah, I went that route a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? So again, because I was, you know, and I was in in that gang environment because you know New York, you know New York is actually where gangs started. You know. California and the West Coast, they get that mm-hmm. that uh, they get that that reputation. But gangs didn't start in in California and in places like that. Gangs started in New York. That's why Scorsese made the movie Gangs in New York. Uh-huh. He, that's what right because gangs started in New York. That's when it started. It started right after the Civil War, and everything was everything was a gang. Everything, everybody was a gang. You know right. what I'm saying? Back in the day. And they went west. You know what I'm saying? They went west. But it, it started in New York for organized gangs and things like that. Started in New York. You know what I'm saying? Scorsese made a, a, a few, you know, he, he stretched some things and some things wasn't really true. If you look at the history of certain things, like in the, in the movie where he dealt with the Irish gangs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just things Irish gangs for one. That you look at look at the history. There's no such thing as Irish gangs um, before the 20th century. That Irish and blacks lived together. Irish and blacks came off the plantation together. Irish and blacks dealt with each other together. Okay, so Irish wasn't considered white for one. They weren't considered white. All right, they used to even well, call them. It wasn't. They used to call them. They used to call them. They used to call them the N word inside out. That was the that was the derogatory term for them. In other words, it's, it's just like Patty. The word Patty mm-hmm. is a derogatory word for them, right? So, and and it's just like Patty actually was just like saying the N word. It, it meant the same exact thing. Mm. It meant the same. Yeah, it meant the same exact thing as the N word. Okay. And blacks and Irish were together, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and as gang, they were together as a gang. You know what I'm saying? They were not separate. You couldn't find over if you if you look over a hundred years ago, I'm talking about before World War One. Okay, you couldn't find an Irish gang. There were Irish and black gangs together. You know what I'm saying, but. During that time in the five points and stuff like that, that's why we lived together. What happened was the separation came about once they can declare themselves white. That was the separation. And part of that is that you cannot deal with black people. They must be your enemy. When when the Italians came here, they were considered the same thing. Sicilians were considered the same thing. They were called the N-word all the time. They referred to Sicilians as the N-word. 
because they consider them Latinos, matter of fact. Right, because they're the Brazilians are Latinos. That's what they are. They're Latinos. And they were called the N-word all the time. Okay, that's how they were referred to. They referred to Sicilians as, as the N-word. Okay, until they created their whiteness. Okay, when they started developing, and how did they do it? With, and, 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 um, with, with um, collective, I'm sorry, with collective works and cooperative economics. Is that exactly how the Italians built themselves with, with, uh, cooperative, with, with cooperative economics and collective works? Exactly how they did it. And it came from an economic standpoint. All right. Italians built one of the largest banks in the world right now. You know what that bank is called? Which one? Bank of America. Oh, yeah. Bank of America. Bank of America was built by the Italians. Yep. And that's why they called it Bank of America to be mm. American. Okay. So they're, they're proving they're American. And they too had to break off from black people. You know what I'm saying to, show, to prove that they were white and they declared them white in the 20th century. The Irish and Italians were considered white after the 20th century. When they first came here in the 19th century, they were not considered white. Say, and you gotta understand, white is, is less than 200 years old. There is no one, there is no group of people that was white past 200 years ago. Right, because of yes. all the mixed, the mixed races. Mm-hmm. You know. So not the mixed race had nothing to do with mixing races. If you was Polish, you was Polish. If you were Portuguese, you were Portuguese. If you're Italian, you're Italian. If you, you understand what I'm saying to you? you? You understand? That's how it went. There was no such thing as white. It didn't exist. It has nothing to do with mixed races. Wherever mm. you were from in, in, in Europe, that's who you were. If you were from Hungary, you were, you were Hungarian. That's how it was. You know what I'm saying? That's how it worked. Until they came together and said, hey, we have to create something to build something. Okay? And just I told you before, you know what I'm saying? They call black people minorities. Black people is not a minority nowhere. It's not a region. It's not a region on this planet Earth that black people would be the minority region. We would not be a minority. We would not be the less than. Okay, what is considered white only make up 10% of the world's population. You understand that? So when I was hungry, I was Hungarian? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to understand. You know, because I was I don't know. Sometimes. I don't know if you was in, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But you found the chicken and found it in Greece when you was in Greece. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Got more hungry and went to Turkey. I don't know. See, I'm, I'm, just, I'm acting like you now. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm but I'm just saying that's just a little tidbit. Y'all can look all right. that up. What I'm saying it's, 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 it's a stone cold fact. I'm not pulling this out of my behind. This is just true. This is just true. That would be a neat trick. That's why they trying to kill. That's why they trying to kill all this with history, so you don't learn the history, so you don't know who you are. They want to make everyone nomad, so you be a nomad. You understand what I'm saying? You understand why young white kids uh, appropriate black people? Do you know why? Why? The reason why white kids appropriate black people is because what history do white people have? Black history? No. What history do they have? See how quickly you said black history? Because you don't know. You just didn't say, I don't know. You, right. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't say, I don't know. You, so you said black history? No. No, because you don't know. Cause they have none. I was joking. So when they created, when they created white, 
when they created white, it was a made up thing. So there's no real white history. Give it what I'm saying? So there's yeah. makeup stuff. It's just like the reason why they told you Christopher Columbus discovered America and they put that in the history books and all that type of stuff. That's another reason why they put that in the history. That was paid for. That's all. That all. And came, that's how I got a ninety-five on my history class. That came from Irvin it. Washington. That that came from Irvin Washington's book, the The Adventures of Christopher Columbus. They took his book, which was a he, he made stuff up. Washington Irving just just juiced up some stuff about Christopher Columbus that he really didn't know really you know what I'm saying that because it wasn't a lot of history on him it, the stuff about Christopher Columbus was all bad everything was bad so Washington Irving had to make something good out of it so so the Italians have something to hold on to say we American because now Bank of America and all those things was now pushing, you know what I'm saying, that's pushing the money. You understand what I'm saying? Cooperative economics was happening amongst the times. So they needed something. That's why they made Columbus Day. Okay? It became a holiday. All those things came about to push, you know what I'm saying, from an economic standpoint. You know what I'm saying? But Washington Urban made all that, a lot of that stuff up. And they just stuck what he made up into the history books. And we had to, and so after a while, we just acted like we believed it until truth started coming out. Yeah. You know what I'm so the 21st question. century, people said, wait a minute, this doesn't match. Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? So then people started, you know, thinking for themselves. You know what I'm saying? And start doing research. As you know they do and with just the what they hear, right? So that's, and that's why I say to you, research these things, people. You know what I'm saying? We could debate all day long. That's fine. You're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? One thing I learned about myself and on my journey, I learned this. I question everything and I worship nothing. Right. And that's just who I am. And you know, that got me closer to God. Right. Questioning everything and worshiping nothing. Okay. I, I learned, I don't need any man-made religion to make me close to God. None. I don't need none of them. I, I thought I needed Christianity. I thought I needed Islam. I thought I needed, I, saying, I, did, I thought I needed Hebrew. I, I thought I needed these things to get close to God. No. And I found out, no. Question it all. Question it all. Question it all. And then the light will shine on you. Right. So I started learning things. I started learning that we use things inappropriately to keep you to keep you in a fog. They do that. People of power. People. You know, you have black people today. You know the biggest. What's the biggest agenda of black people right now? What, what do you think is the biggest agenda on on the minds of black people right now, Star? What would get you rich. say? It is? Get huh? rich or die trying. Exactly. Get the bag. That's what they say. Get the bag. That's what black people get the bag. You got people right now listening to what's wrong with that? Get the bag. Get the bag. But the powers that be, you know what they chasing? More power. <laughs> more power. That's, That's what they power. chasing. Power. It's more powerful you know than money. So again, you said what's more powerful than money? I said power is. Money don't mean nothing to the big right. time. Right. Because again, this is the deal about. Right. Because one. Remember when Jay Z had money and he wanted to move <laughs> to the Hamptons, but the, the board didn't want him to live there. Rich they, people. They, right. They don't care about your money. Rich and wealthy people do not work for money. Right. Poor middle class people do. Right. They work for money. You know why? You know why wealthy people don't work for money? Because. Money is a great slave, but a horrible master. Right. 
that's why 88 percent of the of the the american population hate their jobs because you know why they're slave to money yes yes and money yes. is a horrible 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 master you know what most poor people say and middle class people say about money and time what do they say about money and time tell me time is money right we heard that how many times you heard that growing up time is money yeah right? time is money yeah time that. is money time is money yeah that's the biggest lobbyist told time is not money time is money yeah well, wealthy people never say that you only hear that come out of the mouth of poor people right because wealthy they people on the never clock. say that you know what time is to wealthy people do you know what it is to wealthy people i'm not wealthy time is precious to wealthy people Time is valuable. Well, I got a thoughts of wisdom of a, uh, at a part two because I have a thoughts of wisdom that says they say um, time is a, a terrible th- the mind is a terrible thing to waste, but what people waste most is time. Exactly. That's one of my thoughts of wisdom too. Exactly, because you know why people time waste is time? precious. They think time is money, right? Right. But time is precious. Time is precious. Yeah. yeah. Listen, when when Steve Jobs in his last days, he was like, listen, man, all the billions that I got don't mean a damn thing. What I want more is time. This is something I can't even even pay for it. I can't pay for time. I can't pay for it. My my, my days are ended. I can't pay for time. I got all these billions of dollars. And what does it mean? It means nothing if I don't have the time to do anything. That's why a lot of them say they don't even sleep, you know? A lot of them say we don't even sleep. Like if I don't got time to sleep. Yeah, but that's the that's, yeah. I sleep <laughs> because it's healthy to sleep. I must. No, I, I know, must. but that's that's what a lot. I of know, say. I know, but you have people that have different theories of different, different ways things. that yeah, you know, get rich or die trying, all that stuff. That's all. It's all well and good. Like I like I said in the previous shows, you know, what I'm saying Deb and I are capitalists. But what it is is that people think capitalism is, is something totally different of what what you was taught. See, what you were taught of capitalism is that uh, money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, time is money. This and that's so when your mentality have all those false pretenses of money, that's how you're gonna think. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not a wealthy man when it comes to money. That's why I don't teach people about money. You don't see me giving classes about money or how to get rich and you know those things. I'm not that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in money. What I am rich in is I am rich in time. I am rich in 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 the value of, of my integrity. I'm rich with plenty of integrity. That's why I tell you the truth on here. That's why I tell you the truth about my past. That's why I tell you when I the show that I was saying that when we were talking about George Zimmerman and I said for me, you know what I'm saying? If that was my son, I'm gonna see another day because I know I have revenge in my heart still. You know what I'm saying? See, I right. know that about me. I'm not gonna right. pretend. You get what I'm saying? See, the people that hurt people the most, because we say hurt people, hurt people. The people that hurt people the most is people that's angry with God. Because they of dogma and, and and they live in this false pretenses, this false hopeful I dream a genie, rub the lamp and then God appear type of way of, of being raised. So when things don't go their way and they mad at God, they take it out of God's children. And that's what they do. So you hurt me, you hurt me, God, I'm going to hurt your people. And that's what they do. That's why you think people go in places and mass shoot and things like that. Those are the people that's most angry with God. You know what I'm saying? But they're too coward. 
they're too cowardly to say and most people are too cowardly when they're angry with God and the relationship changed with God they're too cowardly to say it but I'm saying to you I, I said to you guys because I know me and I understand me because I question everything I worship nothing you understand and, and I know these people right now go oh, you don't even worship God that has a tell me and you show me what God said worship him show it to me show it to me don't give me man's interpretation because people love to do that Show me, show me with God. Want you to, want you to worship Him. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to worship so many things and God give you gift, talents, and ability. But Joe Nelson is giving us the 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 wrap it up sign star, and, <laughs> and we want to keep it on time here on this. Time to Thursday. make the donut. <laughs> yeah, it's all good now, hood. So. Hey, so so soul motivators, let's take our deep breaths and, and let's say our affirmation protection prayer. So this this today will be a thrilling Thursday, all right? Because I want you to go in that door, whatever that door you go through each day with that protection of that I am, I am. You know what I'm saying? The most powerful thing you can say to yourself, I am, I am. <laughs> all right? So let's breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is in awe as well. It's Thrilling Thursday with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your protection prayer affirmation for the day, beloveds. You take that with you no matter where you go today on this Thrilling Thursday. May it be work, school, or play. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Hey, Star, what you doing on this Thriller Thursday? You know what I do on Thursdays. I go find my thrill. Find your thrill, huh? I'll be on Blueberry Hill until <laughs> 12.45. It's a thriller! <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, so motivated. I want y'all have a blessed, blessed day. And hey, and anything that you feel that you need to question or you want to talk to us, man, you know how to find us. All right? Info at morningcoffee.com chat info at morningcoffee.chat info at morningcoffee.chat you know what i'm saying hit us up man we want to know we want to hear from you talk to us all right talk to us hey all right we love you me nelson and Saul. we're gonna get on out of here we're gonna take two steps to the rear y'all love y'all peace morning coffee never tasted this good this good it's new and improved morning coffee with the motivator Jazzy G featuring Cheryl Starr. I got the power.